Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello today on the Email Marketing Show. Well, it's summer, isn't it? So we're going to be talking about how do you do your email marketing when you're on holiday throwing back the cocktails? How do you do it? Our Australian listeners are thinking, no, it isn't. Anyway, if you'd like to come out and hang out with us, the Australians, and everyone else doing their email marketing, we've got a really great community that I think you'll love to be a part of. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community because, well, we're good at email marketing and terrible at naming things. It's on Facebook. It's totally free to join. And it's just a really great group of thousands of people, just like me, you, and him, all talk, and the Australians, all talking about their email marketing every single day. All you've got to do is go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. You can request to join. You'll get added pretty much the same day and you'll be straight in amongst all of the cool kids. Or if you've got a web browser open, just go to robandkennedy.group and it'll be taking you straight over there. I haven't said that for such a long time. I had to just double think through the thing. So robandkennedy.group or search for the email marketing show community. If he opened a pub this week, it would be called the Huff and Cock. It's comedy himitist Robert Semple. And he doesn't do his hair on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. So, why uh, why Tuesdays and Thursdays? Is it is it because it's got the letter T in the beginning? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, what happens is I look like Tintin when I, got, I haven't done my hair right. So I was thinking it would be Tintin Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> or Thursdays. And or Thursdays. Uh, basically, we don't have video meetings. We don't have meetings at all on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm like, why bother doing my hair? I'll do like little video, like slide videos for the league and stuff, but they've got no idea that Tintin's made that video. They'll feel dirty. <laughs> do you remember when we had that uh, when we had that steak down in London a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about all the different cuts of the cow that they give you? You can have that one, or you can have that one, or they have that one, and we ended up just end up talking about which which cuts of the cow do you not want? And we figured out we don't want the hoof or the cock. And then I thought, <laughs> it just sounds like a cracking name for a pub, doesn't it? So if I open a pub this week. Which uh, is unlikely, but possible, I guess. Uh, it'll be called the Hoof and Cock, or Huff, as you described it, as you pronounced it. Huff. Yes. Well, you don't say you do. You do the, you, you say book. So I thought it must be Huff. <laughs> I thought I was I was Robert templing it up, just I'm like interpreting for you. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, you're right. Because there is a northeastern thing for anyone who doesn't know that oo is quite often pronounced like book and look. I'm gonna take a look at this book. Yes, which and is wrong, hoof. but it is what people say. But yes, you're right. We do say hoof, which is contradictory. Yeah, it is. Anyway, hello. We are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing. Be the email hot ma- email marketing he- email marketing hero. <laughs> <laughs> of your business uh, basically that means more sales more predictably in less time I'm not even going to re-record that I think that's staying in there you go there was a lot of bollocks in that introduction and it's still only three minutes so I think we need to find another three or four minutes of bollocks <laughs> before we get into the content yeah it could be the button bollocks it could be the name of your next uh, next <laughs> <laughs> anyway we do have a brand new episode he's trying to distract me from saying it so I'm going to say it with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday every email marketing Wednesday <laughs> That's when the chickens are listening on Hens Day. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't already, if you're brand new to the show or you just haven't got round to it yet, make sure you grab your phone and hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. And while you're doing that, we want to know this is the episode you're currently listening to today. 
because it's just good to know which one you listen to. So take a screenshot or a selfie and stick it on the Instagram and tag us at Rob and Kennedy on the Instagram so we can see your lovely face and we will share it about the gaff. Preferably a selfie, because at this point you will be red in the face, howling with laughter, I'm sure, by this highbrow quality of oh comedy podcast. Di- oh, yeah, highbrow. Rob needs a dictionary. So No, that's just how you pronounce eyebrow. <laughs> oh, the wit, the wit uh, today. I'm not, I'm not used to this. No, I'm on fire. You're so, on fire. As, as Kennedy highlighted, look, it is the summer. People are going to be, you know, packing their bags and off to... Zanti, or wherever you're going. Magaluf. Um, <laughs> Do you say Magaluf or Magaluf? Magaluf. Me too. Yeah, Magaluf. And so here's the thing, right? There's a couple of options. Some people are going to be going on holiday. You can have packed your bags, put them on the plane, got on the plane with it, and then gone on holiday. Hopefully. And other people are just going to take some time off. Like, you know, maybe the kids are off school. Not that we can relate to this because neither of us have kids, but like maybe, the you know, the kids are off and you just want to take some time away from the desk. And so this episode about how do you do your email marketing and how do you keep your email marketing going over the course of the summer holidays is going to apply to you whether you're physically leaving and going away mm. somewhere or, or whether you just want to take some time out. And there's a few it different options happens, that we want it? to walk you through. Both of those things happen for us. I mean, let's think about you go away on trips. You were away in London for a few days recently. Yeah. Um, in August, I'm heading over to, where am I going? Mallorca for a few days. Again, just things, I, honestly, I've never booked a holiday just like that and t- take off for ages. Like, it just feels like such an amazing Are you amazing good at thing. holidays or will you want to take your, your MacBook and do work? <sighs> the reason we're only going for five days is because Emma said, if we go for six You'll have your fucking MacBook out and you'll be doing <laughs> <laughs> To quote verbatim. She's not much better, to be fair. No, you're right, you're right. Uh, which is, which is, when you do stuff you love, that's the problem, isn't it? Because like, I think all of us who are doing what we do, do we do the stuff we love doing what we do, don't we? So it is a tricky thing. So I think one of the options you've got, whether you're having a break because you're going away for a business retreat like Rob and I do a couple of times a year, or you're going away on actual holiday, you're taking a break because it's the holidays, maybe at Christmas time and, and those kind of uh, winter holiday times. You do want to take a break, and there's a few different things you can do. One of the things that you can do, with people, we've seen people in, like, Facebook groups and stuff saying, oh, you know, you can do this. And that is, you, can t- you are entitled to take some time off. Tell your subscribers, I'll be back in a week. Hold, the co- hold my calls, Marjorie. I'll be back in a week. And... Basically, we think that is a terrible piece of advice, right? It's like having a podcast, right? It's like every time when when we're busy, when we're doing something else, we've got a big event or we're traveling around the world, Rob on tour up and down the UK with his show, we still show up. We don't stop putting episodes out and we don't stop sending out emails because you lose that momentum you lose that traction remember one of the big things we're all doing with our subscribers is we are building and reinforcing a habit if somebody knows that you send an email every monday wednesday and friday and you don't suddenly they're going to be like uh when is that it's a bit like i don't know about you but i always have to check when which bin's going out? Is it recycling bin week? Is it the composty, um, grassy garden waste week? Or is it the general waste week? The reason I have to check that is because it's only every other week. Yeah. Which I can't get into the habit, 
right? It's very difficult to get into a habit if it's only happening every other week. Whereas if that thing was happening, something's happening every day, like brushing your teeth or, you know, putting your socks on or whatever that thing's going to be, that becomes a habit. When you start messing with the habit, that's when people stop listening to your podcast. Stop reading those emails, whether it's five days a week, three days a week or seven days a week. Yeah, I mean, our pal Charlie Valor, who's an absolute uh, genius and expert when it comes to podcasts, he did some testing on this and just found out that if you just stop putting a podcast episode out for a week or two, it really screws with like the algorithm, both like technically in terms of like you being shown to people and like loads of people suddenly like just stop paying attention and never get back onto it. But one of the things we know from a psychological perspective is that the minute you stop doing something, it's also harder to get back on doing it as well. So it's bad for everything. Stopping emailing for a couple of weeks or a week or five days or even a few days while you go away is bad from a a tech point of view in terms of your delivery and all of that stuff and getting engagement. It's bad from your reader's point of view because they sort of have a chance to disconnect and, and forget who you are and those things and it's bad from your point of view because it's just hard to get back on the wagon once you've stopped and i'm gonna say something a bit controversial just to give you a bit of a warning right because people say you are it's your business and you deserve to have that time off so true it is true you deserve to have the time off but also you have a responsibility part of the exchange of value that you the contract you have made by being an entrepreneur is you've still got to show up you're still responsible people people, people who say oh well you know it's my entitled to i think we're entitled to nothing none of us is entitled to anything i think you, we should have time off imagine yes. you imagine you had a big business or maybe you do but imagine you had a big business with an office full of 100 staff they're entitled to take holidays and they're more than welcome to take holidays but of course they've got to get their job done otherwise they're not going to work you for for, for for you for very long if they're you know on holiday for 96 weeks of a year which is not a thing but if they're on holiday for you know 51 weeks out of 52 unless they work for the council they're going to be gone soon <laughs> yeah if they work for the council exactly so let's look at some options then all right that sounds good all right so first of all let's just say you're going to take a two-week holiday a 14-day trip you're going somewhere down to the caravan you're going camping or you're going to walt disney world it doesn't whatever you're doing right you're going to bali you're going to be on the beach the first thing you definitely want to do is make sure that you are prepared for probably 16 days of emails minimum you want a day before you go because you're going to be like going ah where's my passport and all that stuff right have a have a puppy pants. I always forget me socks. Always. Always forget socks. I must have bought socks in 20 different countries over the years, honestly. So 16 emails. You want to have one email that day before you go. You want to have the 14 days while you're away. And also, you definitely want to have the day that you're coming home sorted out as well. Because you don't know delays you don't know the time differences all that sort of good stuff so if you are going to batch and that is definitely an option if you are going to batch create a bunch of emails for while you're away you want to have the duration of the actual trip plus one day either side that's what you want to be doing seven days you want to have nine emails look at me doing the quick math you also want to wrap this around your sort of personal habits and stuff so for example i know that if i go away for three or four days let alone two weeks Kennedy will tell you, I'm sort of fairly useless for the next couple of days when I get back. Traveling just really takes it out of my energy. You must travel a lot because you're useless a load of the time. <laughs> I find that for the next couple of days, I just don't want to do anything. So I usually take a couple of days off 
once I get back as well. So feel free to wrap this around your hab- habits. What we are saying is you can take as much time off as you want to do, as long as you spend the rest of the time preparing and planning and and reacting and being ready to uh, to prepare for that effectively. Yeah, so you want to sit and batch these emails. One of the really important things that you're going to need to do during that, though, is to make sure they don't all, don't all feel the same. Make sure you get some inspiration. So um, we have a system that we call Batch It Crazy, Batch It Crazy, which for you who are members of the league, you've already got that inside your members area. That's the way to batch your emails to make sure they don't all feel the same so that they have different flavors and different sort of vibes to them, different tones to them. But also make sure you're talking about different things from different angles so you can't run out of ideas for it. And you can easily, I mean, Batch It Crazy allows you to create something like 100 and something emails, I think, in like 90 minutes. So you could definitely do it for your holiday. So definitely took into that resource to make that happen. So batching your emails, definitely something you can do. I know when Rob and I go away for our little business retreats, which is usually three or four days, Rob for Email Marketing Heroes batches all the emails while we're away so he doesn't even have to open the laptop and look at that sort of stuff. So that's definitely one one option, isn't it? Yeah. Now, the other option to this, and this sort of similar, but it comes at it from a different approach, is to decide, well, actually, while I'm away, that's the perfect time to, or while I'm off, that's the perfect time to run a campaign. So just to distinguish the difference between sort of just sending 14 days worth of emails and a campaign is that 14 days worth of emails is sort of just sporadically written, say, daily emails or three emails a week or whatever your your current frequency is about whatever seems to be happening at the time. Whereas running a campaign is like taking them on a, on a story. It's got a beginning, a middle and an end. The emails work together to serve a common purpose. And one of the great things about that, and of course, like, so in the league right now, there's 30 plus campaigns that you can just take and swipe and deploy. Most of those campaigns are, I mean, the the shortest one that we've really got in terms of a sales campaign is six emails. And a lot of them are quite a bit longer than that. So one of the things that you might find easier, if you're somebody who says, well, you know, I don't want to sit down and try and figure out what I can say in 14 separate emails. You might find it easier to say, well, I'm going to take a 17-day email campaign, like the Golden Cloak campaign, which is in the league. I'm going to take that. It needs a couple of videos. It needs one of these. It needs a little page on the internet, and it needs those emails. But because you don't have to come up with 14 separate angles or whatever, you've just got to follow through that campaign, you might find that you want to do that. And what most people do is most people say, this is really counterintuitive, most people say, oh, I can't do a campaign that week because I'm going to be on holiday or the kids are off and I'll be distracted <laughs> or whatever. Actually, that might be the perfect time. Yeah, exactly. That might be the perfect time to run a campaign. And in fact, as we, as we were planning out this episode and we realised that fact, we realized this is something we need to bring up the next time we do one of our planning sessions. Because again, a bunch of the members of our of the league and of our mastermind level up will quite often say, oh, well, I can't really do anything then because, and actually the real answer is, actually, that's the perfect time to flip and do it. Do it then yeah. because you, you're not going to be you're not going to be wrapped up in the running of the campaign. It's all done in advance. Now, of course, with either of those two options or the next one, what you will want to do is to have somebody, your assistant or somebody who can be just monitoring replies, making sure customers are getting access to stuff. This is really essential regardless of what's happening, really, just because you want to make sure that if people are buying stuff and while you're on holiday, something's broken and they're not getting access to the thing, you need to make sure there's somebody there to fix that so that they're not waiting two weeks for you to get home. And there's, there's a couple of things you can do to help with that if you don't have a team or you don't have any assistant or you don't have a friend who can help you out with it. Um, well, the first thing is start the campaign just before you go. So if you're going to wait, go away for seven days, it's a nine-day campaign. Do you, you know, start the day before so you know that people are buying it, 
the payments are going through, the pages are working. Even though you've tested it, you know what these things are like. If you've been around at all uh, for very long, making offers online, stuff just breaks as soon as you set it live. Apparently, just little pixies get in there and mess with the system. That's how it works, right? So get it going first. Get some sales in. Make sure people are, are getting access to it so you know the fundamentals are sorted. The other thing you can do if you're going to be away and you don't have any assistance is, well, yes, you could check in every now and again. You could do that. The other thing you can do, it's not the ideal situation, but it's better than nothing. And that is to set up the auto reply for wherever people email your support when they have a problem and just say to them, I really appreciate your email. At the minute, I'm actually on holiday, but if you've got any problems, I'll be back to you on and tell them the date that they're going to hear from you. Because there's nothing worse than them going, well, I haven't had a reply, but you're off on a two-week holiday and I've not had a reply for, say, I don't know, six days, ten days. I will be getting antsy after three days. So if you're going to go on holiday and there's nobody there to offer that support, rather than not run the campaign and that be the reason to not run it, don't do that. Make sure everything works. Be there for the first couple of days. Do babysit it a little bit. But then have an auto-reply which tells people when you're going to be coming back and you'll definitely take care of them because people just really want that reassurance. So that sort of relates to the next option, which is the one we tend to do most. And that is to literally just find 10 minutes a day when you're on holiday, and do the emails. And that means you're sitting on your balcony, you're in the Starbucks that you found on the main street or downtown, and you're writing that email. And this actually becomes really, really interesting. One of the things to say about this is if you take, there's two different ways to do sort of daily email type things. One of them is Kennedy's, which we've talked about this before, but just to quickly recap, recap, recap. Um, It's basically Kennedy gets up, puts the kettle on in the morning. First thing thing he does before he's had a shower or done anything else is get up. Smelly emails, that's what I do. Smelly emails, yeah. Get up, put the kettle on, write an email, hit send, done. Whereas I just sort of do it sporadically over the course of a day when when the inspiration takes me and I've got 10 minutes. That's harder to do if you're not really like disciplined um to to do it you will let that slide if you do it my way but one of the cool things about doing it kennedy's way is when you're on holiday it actually doesn't interrupt your day at all because the first thing you probably do do when you're on holiday is get up have a cup of crap hotel tea uh, unless you take your own with you uh, and then and then go and sit on the balcony and look at the pool while you're having a drink before you get up and go and you know put your towels on the sunbeds and all that so again that it doesn't actually interrupt your day very much. It actually allows you to continue on with routine. You don't stop brushing your teeth when you go on holiday, do you? Or you don't stop washing behind your ears when you go on holiday or putting your socks on. Unless it's a beach holiday. Uh, socks and sandals. Socks and sandals. Um, but yeah, so, so you don't stop doing those things. So this is just as quick when you use our strategies and stuff. So you can keep doing it. Now, of course, time zones make this interesting, don't they, Kennedy? Yeah, they do. This is really this is really interesting, actually. I hadn't thought about it until you literally brought it up when we were being interviewed for something, I think it was. And it was about this idea of what do you do when you go on holiday? And, and I was like, well, I just carried on. I remember I was in Las Vegas, which is eight hours behind the UK. And I was still getting up in the morning, whacking up, open my laptop. And I was sat, sat this is like 5am, right? 5, 6am. About 5, 6am, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sending it out. And then I hadn't thought anything of it until we were being interviewed maybe months, maybe a year later. Like, I just hadn't thought about it. And you said something interesting, which was that because my list knew I was traveling to Las Vegas, then suddenly my email started arriving eight hours later than they normally would. So usually it'd be 5 a.m. UK time that their emails get received. This was being sent 5 a.m. 
Las Vegas time, which is 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1 p.m. UK time, people are like, oh, I'm getting these emails at a different time of the day because he's in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I didn't even need to really say, I'm still in Las Vegas, I'm still in Las Vegas. I was probably talking about something I was doing that day. But they were just like, oh, yeah, I'm getting it that time of day because this is the fact. And it actually just makes it even more interesting as a side to your audience. As a side note, it also proves if you go all the way back, a hundred and something episodes ago to episode one of the email marketing show, where we talked about what's the perfect time of day to send your emails. And the sort of conclusion is, we've never statistically found one. You definitely want to go and listen to that episode to unpack why that's the case. But spoiler alert, we've never statistically found one. You didn't notice that your engagement fell off a cliff because you're suddenly emailing eight hours later than you normally would. I mean, that's a quote, that's a third of a day. Like that's yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah you're a yeah, third absolutely. of a day later and it doesn't make any difference whatsoever. I, and I think it's part of, it's part of the reason that works so well, mate, as I, I think it's because people feel like they're traveling with you. Yeah. They're like in your suitcase, they're sort of with you, you know? Like, they're like oh, we're on this journey with, with Kennedy on his holiday, with you on your holiday. The other bit to say about this, so really, uh, just to recap that bit before we move on, there's really a few options. One is don't send any emails at all and, and say, I'm taking the time off. That's a terrible idea. We're just including it because you might think, oh, well, they haven't thought of that. I'll do that. Uh, we have thought of that. It's a shit idea. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. The next one is you could go, right, I'm going to batch... I'm going to batch a bunch of emails. I'm going to batch a few extras on either side, and then I'm going to just have them scheduled, pre-scheduled. The third one is you're going to run a campaign. What we would do in that instance is to create an automation in your email marketing platform, take all your people, drop them into it, and let that run. Uh, Or the other option is to find 10 minutes a day and just do your emails every day. So those are kind of your four options. However, there is an extra bit to this, which is you also want to have something that we call our email engine, which is our sort of core philosophy, which is what all new subscribers go through. In in our business, it's about 60 or 70 days it would take somebody to, is the longest it would take somebody to come in and get all the way through it. And at the end of that email engine, which is a series of campaigns that all approach our core offer, the league from different angles, we make most of our sales in the engine. But then after that, people go into our sort of day-to-day email marketing. And what that means, of course, is that at any one time, if you bring in, say, 100 subscribers a month, 200 subscribers a month, 1,000 subscribers, however many new subscribers you bring in every month, those people are always taken care of because those people are constantly going through that engine all the time. And that allows you to just constantly be making sales regardless of what you're doing. Having said that, that's not an excuse to stop doing your emails for the rest of your list, yet you can't abandon them just because they've completed the the automations you've already got. So you've also got that bit taking care of that one specific segment of your new subscribers too. Which is just nice to know that they're being completely taken care of. And like I said before, like it's, what is nice to those people who are in your real time, you're sending them now broadcastable emails, is they sort of feel like they're coming with you in that the time zone might have changed. You might be ahead a little bit. You might not have changed time zone. But one of the things that's really nice when you're on holiday, if you're going to write your emails in real time, is... The events of the holiday itself can be inspiration for your stories. Actually, regardless of which of these strategies you're going to take, you can use the holiday's inspiration either in real time whilst you're there and doing it, but there are some other options too. This idea of feeling like your readers are on holiday with you is great and you deepen the relationships. We've had people jump on our coaching from the other perspective in terms of subscribers and customers being on holiday. We've had loads of times 
people join, join our league coaching calls, the hotline coaching calls with their video on and they're sat on the balcony in Croatia somewhere having a lovely holiday and they've mm-hmm. just gone, because you know, you don't want to be on holiday 24 hours a day while you're on holiday, do you? You do want a little touch of reality. That's why people used to sit and write postcards and post them off and then find that they got home before the postcard arrived, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um People do that stuff. And so people do want to ch- a little bit of a check-in from reality. So you take your readers with you and it deepens that relationship. And actually for you, as the person on holiday doing the emails, what's nice is when you're away from home, even if it's not on holiday, even if it's your, you pop into the, in the local city, but as soon as you leave your house, more stuff, more stories happen around you than if you're at home. So when you're at home, you'll be looking at the everyday things that are going on in your life, and things do happen. As soon as you leave the house, you've just multiplied those opportunities for stories by 10 or 100-fold. You're on holiday, you're in a slightly different culture, even if it's just a city break, and you're, or you're in a, on a campsite somewhere, or you're in some other, other strange city or beach resort. Totally different things happen. You're seeing people you would never normally see. You're, see, you're, you're having situations happen that would never normally happen. And they're amazing inspiration for great stories to happen. And like Rob said, whether they're going to be stories you tell now or you tell later, that doesn't matter. In fact, one of the things to definitely realize is because you're being exposed to more stories, you want to make sure you write down and batch those ideas. One of the things we talk about in our bottomless email strategy is, is, a, is, a, is a tool called the, the, the Story Vault. And that is a methodology for recording these stories because I can tell you now, as soon as you go out the house, as soon as you go on holiday and change your mindset, your zone that you're in, you'll start observing more things that you could you could send emails about, more stories you could tell on your social posts and in your emails. More, way more than you could ever send emails. Way more. So don't lose them. Because there might be a day in a month's time, a year's time, where you're like, oh, God, I think the same thing happened today as happened yesterday. Like, I'm still dealing with this particular situation. I've got no progress. I've got nothing to talk about. That's when you'll want to pick up one of those stories in that story vault. So don't lose them. So that kid slips slips by the pool or that other one gets pushed in by his brother and somebody throws chips at the at the whatever. Like, whatever's happening, write them all down because they are amazing stories that you want to capture so you can reuse them later because you're being exposed to this amazing new resource of stories i mean the email i sent yesterday about to our email marketing heroes list is about a thing that happened to kennedy probably seven or eight years ago and just because he happened we happened to see the another guy that was involved in this story on facebook i just remembered that story and thought actually that makes a funny story i'm going to send that out today so do you want to give us a hint as to what the heck that was about because i can't remember what you said Oh, if you know, oh it's, uh, so it's the email about when you were down in Bristol doing a gig and you'd text your friend Ben from Bristol and said, do you want to come and hang out? So Ben came and hung out. And after a few hours, he's like, right, I better set off for home now. And you're like, what? It's only it's only seven o'clock. And he's like, yes, but I live two and a half hours away. And you were like, what? Why have you come here? That He didn't even live in Bristol. He just sort of had that vague <laughs> accent. Anyway, yeah. that happened years ago. But yeah. I just happened to see a picture of Ben on Facebook and thought, oh, that's a funny story. Oh, I could use that in an email. I'll use it in today's email. Um, and so if you have this sort of vault of things, so I was in London last week, just for a few days on my own. And I was probably, I probably found, I didn't write them all down. I couldn't have done, but I probably, I probably spotted, I don't know, 10 stories an hour while I was out and about in London. Just because you yeah. see stuff happen, as we said earlier, when you're on holiday or when you're away, 
those stories, I, you don't have to say, here's another thing that happened when I was in London last month. And here's another mm. thing that happened. You don't have yeah. to say any of that. You don't even have to reference that they happened while you were on that particular trip. They're just exactly. things that will happen and therefore you can write them down. Basically, your email marketing has to continue. It has to carry on. It has to continue showing up, serving your audience. It has to continue for you to continue the catharsis of actually doing this email marketing. We talked about in a few a few episodes ago, Talk we talked about writing email marketing as a therapy for yourself. That needs to continue even as if you weren't on holiday. And the best way to think about this that we found is I'm going to take my people with me. I'm taking them with me because you don't become a different person when you go on holiday. Or maybe some people do actually, don't they? They become that dickhead, don't they? Like, oh, right, right, right. And all right, okay. I don't know who he is when he goes home. But um, anyway, so it's just a really, when you take people with you, it's just a really good, like subconscious thing almost that you're saying to your subscribers, hey, I am always here. I won't let you down even when I'm on holiday. We don't want our subscribers to think, well, it's all on their terms, which is how it often feels, isn't it? Like, oh, it's all on their terms. I can speak to them when they're selling something or I get an email from them when they're selling something. They've got a new thing to sell. But actually, they're like, hang on, what are you really indirectly communicating with your email subscribers? Not on a conscious level. We're talking subconsciously here. You're saying, I'm still here. I'm always going to be here. So when you invest with me, when you join one of my programs or membership or this or that or the other, I'm going to be here. I'm always here. I'm not going anywhere. And you can rely on me to consistently show up. That's one of the things you're indirectly saying when you do keep showing up. We all hate it when our favorite shop or favorite restaurant is closed on like a public holiday or something and we can't go there and you really want to. You don't want to be that guy who suddenly just disappears. Now, here's the thing, right, to wrap this up, because it's been a long episode. I remember ages ago um, hearing somebody say, and I've heard a few people say it, and I, and I go back and forth on whether I agree with this or not, but somebody said, who really sort of lives the sort of internet nomad kind of lifestyle, you know, traveling different place all the time, said something like, and I'm going to paraphrase, if you can't take three months off from your business without your business falling over, you haven't got a business, you've got a job. And I sort of, I agree with the sentiment, and then it's down to you whether or not you're the kind of person who wants to be able to take three months off from your business or whether you get bored. But here's the thing that's interesting about that. Whether you are that kind of person or not, where either through desire or necessity, you have to take three, six or 12 months off from your business. Email is one of the only things that you can remain consistent with. You can't keep doing your Facebook lives while you're taking three months off because then you're not off. You're doing Facebook lives. You can't do events or go to networking or do those things because you can't do sales calls because all of those things require you to be there and present at the moment the thing is occurring. There's almost nothing else in your business that you can do that doesn't isn't email or doesn't directly require email to fuel it and make it work. Sure, you can have an evergreen automated webinar running, but you need to have the email campaigns wrapped around it to make that happen. So email is one of the only things, if not the only thing, that can really remain a constant in your business, even if you choose to or have to take one month, three months, six months, or 12 months off, you can still have your email marketing running in the background. And so that's one of the things that makes this so valuable in terms of turning this into a real business. 
I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it, it's totally true. It's totally true. So, uh, by the way, just for all of you who are league members, I know we've got a large m- number of our listeners are members of our membership, the league. Just to give you some pointers as to which resources inside of the membership to go and check out to help you implement this over the coming summer months and when you're taking your holidays. So, first of all, take a look at the email campaigns. As Rob said, there's more than 30 of them in there for all types of whatever it is that you're launching, whatever kind of product or service that you've got out there, whether it's something new you're launching or something existing that you want to put a new spin on. There's definitely going to be campaigns in there. The next one is the Batch It Crazy program and course. We sold that separately, but it's obviously inside of your league membership as well, uh, which is all about how to batch emails really quickly and really succinctly. I think you really like that. And finally, take a look at the bottomless email strategy and the story vault element of that. They're all inside of your league membership. Just log in the members area and you'll find them in the campaigns area and the battle plans video trainings area. Awesome stuff. So, uh, and if, if you're not a member, by the way, and you're thinking, heck, I'd really like all of this stuff, you can just go to theleaguemembership.com and you can come and join the rest of us inside of that. So it's theleaguemembership.com. Now let's get into this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Go on, Rob. This is one of the longest subject lines we've ever sent, which is it's 30 mins, so 30 minutes, 30 mins for free email marketing coaching. So quite a long subject line. In a lot of places, that'll get truncated by the size of the screen or whatever. And one of the things this subject line does is it sort of stacks curiosity. One of the big mistakes that we talk about a lot that people make with subject lines is that they answer the question in the subject line. So there's nothing left for the person to wonder. So if a subject line was um, YouTube is the best way to build your list, there's, there's no real reason to open that question, that email now, unless you're very distinctly interested in learning how to build your list with YouTube, which means loads of people won't open it and therefore will miss out. So what this does, however, is it raises more questions than it answers. So 30 mins, that raises the question, well, why 30 minutes? What's happening in 30 minutes? For free email marketing coaching, that raises questions like, why is it it free? What is email marketing coaching? Is it one-on-one? Is this a a membership? Is it something new? Is it something you've told me about before? There's like three questions I've come up with already, and you could keep going if you dig deeper. So it's basically stacking things that are quite abstract. Um, they sound desirable, but you don't know what it means, what the terms are, why is it free, what's the catch? There are so many questions that get raised around it, and that sort of curiosity stacks up to uh, get more people opening. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. I love that. We call it compound curiosity. That's why you put lots of bits of curiosity together. Some people just do very sort of weak curiosity in their subject lines, and some people are still using benefit-driven subject lines, which we found actually don't work very well at all for us. Again, thank you so much for listening to the whole show of the Email Marketing Show this week. It means the absolute world to us. Since you're still here, that means you're one of, more, one of our more avid listeners, and we're really genuinely, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, absolutely appreciate it. If you haven't already, and even if you have, go and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'll read it out on a future episode of the show. We haven't done that for a while, so we're due to do another round of that. Uh, But yeah, it'd be really good to hear that you're listening to the show, what you enjoy about it, and help get a lovely ringing endorsement from you. So just go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a review, and we'll read it out on the show. That's it for this week. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) 